So here's a really interesting fact. There is a study in the year 2000, it was published in the journal Nature, and a Cornell professor named Rui Hao Liu and his team showed that a half a cup of apple contained the vitamin C-like activity equivalent to 1,500 milligrams of vitamin C taken as a capsule. Okay, so half a cup of, of an apple was equivalent to three times the amount of a normal or a typical vitamin C supplement. Ready to live at the higher vibrations where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, Robin Openshaw here. Welcome back to the Vibe Show, where we have for years been talking to you about your high vibration life. How do you live in the high vibrations? In the last two and a half years, we have to ask, how do you live in the high vibrations in this rather rapidly changing, crazy world that we live in? It's rather stressful. Pretty much everyone I talk to is in some kind of stress. So I have mostly taken the summer off and not really intentionally. So I'll tell you why. It's because I started a Substack, and I'll tell you about that in a second. But um, I am actually going to be talking today about vitamin C and vitamin D. I'm going to tell you some things that the vast majority of you have never heard, and they may be a little troubling for you, but it's really, really important because so many of you are spending lots of money on vitamin C and vitamin D supplements. So it's really time that we just address this and and take this on. So the reason I've been kind of missing in action on my podcast is that I started a Substack in June. Now, Substack is a blogging platform. Uh, I blogged on Green Smoothie Girl for 15 years, but basically Google completely choked us out of the search results. So I might do an amazing piece with 14 scientific references on how you can avoid um, how you can avoid you or your children when you have dental surgery, avoid the all the drugs that they put you on, the opiates, the steroids. Um, and then Google won't show it to you. Even if you Google right on something like that, they don't show it to you. So we, we really stopped blogging on the Green Smoothie Girl blog, but I've started up again on Substack and we have thousands of followers just since, many thousands of followers just since June. And what I love about it is that when I do a new blog post, you get uh, you get it sent to you. So it's not for people who aren't readers. You have to be a person who enjoys reading to enjoy reading a blog post, right? But I did a piece on vitamin C and vitamin D because in my Telegram group, I'll link you to the Telegram group. I will also, in the notes below, I will link you to this Substack article so you can see it. There's a graphic that I'm going to talk about. You can see it if you would like to read it or if you'd like to share it with someone because probably a lot of people you know are spending a lot of money on vitamin C and vitamin D supplements. So I was in my Telegram group and there was a comment from a woman who goes by Medicine Girl. And she she said uh, to this other woman, that vitamin D supplements are a toxic scam and so is vitamin C. Well, this woman was really upset as she lives in a state that is cold six or more months of the year 
And so her family relies on D3 plus K2 supplements, as you may also. And she asked for more information. So I want to give those comments some context because many people who are really aware of what they need to do to tend to their health take vitamin D supplements, some kind of that. And a lot of you consider high dose vitamin C as a solution to any illness. Well, my basic answer, my close notes is that medicine girl is mostly right, but we need to go a little bit deeper. You need to know why. First of all, your body does need both vitamin D, which may be more hormone than vitamin actually, and vitamin C. You need those for many reasons and not least of which is strong immune function. But the main thing that you should know, which very few do, is that essentially every major industry has been consolidating for many years, even before the mass consolidation that has occurred since March of 2020, which leaves basically just two or three monolithic corporations standing in every industry. But for instance, most people aren't aware that their dentist probably sold their practice in the last 10 years and now just works for a huge billion dollar public company, or at least a huge company. So you already know that most doctors work for huge companies and few of them are still in private practice. And you saw that those who are working for the big hospitals and the corporations did not stand up against the vaccine mandates for the obvious reasons. Those in private practice did in many cases, and they are currently some of them being persecuted and punished by their licensing boards and their and insurance companies. Another example of this consolidation, and this has everything to do with vitamin C and vitamin D, I'll get to it. Another example is that my husband worked for many years in the funeral industry, and he showed me how even though Mortensen family mortuaries or whatever might be on the sign in front of the building, these companies mostly sold out to a few huge corporations over the last 20 years. The mega billion dollar supplement companies and the pharmaceutical industry are part of the big consolidation where we've seen an alarming number of mergers and acquisitions. So pharma owned more than 80% of supplement companies and brands and labels before the pandemic. Okay, I can't believe I just said that word pandemic. I make a habit of calling it the pandemic or the scamdemic. But anyway, the trend really seems to be escalating for the big guys to buy up all the little guys or drive them under. So for example, Nestle now owns not only the companies in the graphic that you can look at if you are... Um, actually, I'll just put it up on the screen. Okay, I'll, I'll have my editor put it up. So it shows you the 14 mega corporations that own your supplements. So it shows you at the three o'clock position in this graphic, and this graphic is from 2018. So this predates everything that's gone on the last four years. It shows you that Garden of Life and Genestra and Pure Encapsulations and a bunch of other brands, Nature's Bounty, Puritan's Pride, Esther C., Sundown. Um, I could just read a whole bunch of them, but there's a lot more probably. But these 14 giant companies have bought up the supplements. So let's move on now that we know that probably it's way more than 80% now of supplements are controlled by huge billion dollar companies that sit around a boardroom trying to figure out how to squeeze more profit out of the supplement. Let's move on to another topic. And that is that I don't take vitamin D. Uh, I used to, 
at first. I started learning and then I learned more. But since I get my vitamin D tested every single year for hormones, I've found that with just minimal sun exposure, I might get 15 minutes a couple times a week. And sometimes I might go for an early morning run. I never, I'm I'm always done by 8 a.m. with my run. My vitamin D levels are optimal. And they are optimal year after year, even at Utah's northern latitude, where compared to Florida, where I've lived the last two years, the sunshine is really scant in Utah a lot of the year. So I've been in optimal range without taking vitamin D supplements, without eating animal products, and uh, without like going out and baking in the sun or making a thing of it, really, just being in the sun some. So another thing we should talk about is that vitamin D can be toxic when it's consumed in excess. And that is the case with all fat-soluble vitamins. So did you know that, we'll see if I can pronounce this, ergocalciferol, which is vitamin D2, ergocalciferol or cholecalciferol, which is vitamin three. Did you know that they are the main ingredients in the category of rodenticides? known as hypercalcemia rat poison. So rodenticides obviously is a product to kill rats. So basically what they put in vitamin D supplements is the same thing that's in rat killer. So they work by dosing the rats with significantly more vitamin D than the tiny amount that they actually need. And by the way, humans actually only need a very tiny amount. So when they overdose the rats, it elevates their blood calcium to a lethal level hence the name hypercalcemia. So symptoms of excess serum calcium are the same symptoms of rat poisoning. So at the end of the at the end of the substack if you want to go get this, if you want to share it with someone, if you want to look up some of the resources, there's a resources section at the end of the substack post. And part of the reason I'm talking to you guys about my Substack and sharing this, I think this is a really super important topic, but also I'd love for you to come subscribe to my Substack channel because it's where I've been putting my focus this summer. So that's the rest of the story that I started a minute ago. So if you check out the extra resources, there's a few short videos you can watch. You're going to learn a lot. So if you eat animals, it's fairly easy to get vitamin D secondhand from your food. For people who eat plant exclusively, um, like I do, you're going to want to look to sunlight, sun lamps, which are super crazy expensive unless you make your own, or mushrooms if you want to avoid supplements and the synthetically fortified foods. I don't do any of these things. All I do is get in the sunshine, which I think people were designed to do for the last few thousand years, right? So you can read up on those topics. We'll send you to some resources if you want to learn more especially for those of you at the Northern Latitudes who might want to consider a sun lamp. Um, uh, You can read more on what months and times of day at your latitude have the UVB rays that allow your skin to make vitamin D from the sun. Um, Like I said, I've lived everywhere from sea level the last two years, all the way to 8,000 feet above sea level. And I'm not sure I put a ton of stock into this idea that you have to be at a certain latitude to get enough vitamin D, but there are some published papers on it. So you can go a little deeper if you want to in the resources section. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of information available if you're considering letting go of taking vitamin D supplements. 
So let's talk about vitamin C a little bit. Without a doubt, vitamin C plays a critical role in human health. It's a really powerful antioxidant and it prevents, for instance, scurvy. So hundreds of years ago, long distance British sailors suffered from scurvy. You probably know this. It's a gum disease and it, besides a number of other symptoms, it caused them to actually have their teeth all fall out. So for a long time, nobody knew why this happened or how to treat it. But in the mid-1700s, a doctor discovered that sucking on citrus fruits prevented the condition. So that's how the British Navy ships started carrying a big stock of, of limes. And sailors came to be called limeys as they sucked limes throughout their voyages to avoid getting that illness. Which goes to my first point that vitamin C and other vitamins are best obtained by eating fruits as well as other whole plant-based foods that naturally contain that vitamin. This is one of the reasons why I'm constantly talking about how I don't think that this latest fat diet, the keto diet, is a great idea because they totally shun fruits and fruits are some of the most nutrient-dense foods you can eat. Now, if I take vitamin C because I'm wanting to get a higher dose, I take a brand called Pure Synergy brand. It's called Pure Radiance C. Pure Radiance C. Because it's made from wild harvested camu camu, organic acerola cherries, and nine other antioxidant rich organic berries and fruits. And you're going to know in a minute why I use that brand, even though it's not super high dose vitamin C. But another reason to get your vitamin C from food, or at least to really carefully source a high quality brand, is that the vast majority of vitamin C sold as supplements is in the form of ascorbic acid. Now, ascorbic acid is a very highly processed synthetic product that cannot hold a candle to the vitamin C that's in fresh fruit. Genetically modified corn is a common feedstock used to to produce ascorbic acid, often in the form of, you already know it's highly toxic, high fructose corn syrup. Yes, your ascorbic acid vitamin C supplement is made from high fructose corn syrup. And the wide array of cofactors, those other nutrients and these other bioactive compounds that are in food, okay, that accompany vitamin C in the whole fruits that you eat, for instance, is far superior nutrition to the equivalent amount of lab-derived isolated vitamin C that we purchase as supplements. For example, most of the antioxidant activity of a fresh apple comes from the combination of phytochemicals, which is those natural plant chemicals within the apple. Okay, so we take vitamin C for its antioxidant properties, right? So here's a really interesting fact. There is a study in the year 2000, it was published in the journal Nature, And a Cornell professor named Rui Hao Liu and his team showed that a half a cup of apple contained the vitamin C-like activity equivalent to 1,500 milligrams of vitamin C taken as a capsule. Okay, so half a cup of, of an apple was equivalent to three times the amount of a normal or typical vitamin C supplement. But when they analyzed that small portion of apple, they found just 5.7 milligrams 
of vitamin C in it. Did you get that? Because it's really important. If you're spending hundreds of dollars on supplements and you're looking for a way to spend less money, think about how little science knows about how bioavailable nutrients are from food. Isolated synthetic supplements, not so much. Um, You probably know Dr. T. Colin Campbell, who wrote the China study. He was the author of that study. I think it spanned well over 30 years uh, in China, studying people who ate a a plant-based diet versus people who also ate quite a bit of meat um, is what he's famous for is the China study. But he wrote a book called Whole, Rethinking the Science of Nutrition. And he discusses the significance of, of this groundbreaking study. This is a quote from his book. The vitamin C-like activity from 100 grams of whole apple was an astounding 263 times as potent as the same amount of isolated chemical. Said another way, the specific chemical we refer to as vitamin C accounts for much less than 1% of the vitamin C-like activity in the apple, a minuscule amount. The other 99 plus percent of this activity is due to other vitamin C-like chemicals in the apple. The possible ability of vitamin C to be much, much more effective in context of the whole apple than it is when it's consumed in an isolated form or both. Now, somebody has probably told you that high dose, quote, high dose vitamin C is what you need. Fresh fruits, the most bioavailable sources do provide biologically appropriate amounts, but not a particularly high dose, right? So if I get sick, I up the ante by juicing cucumbers and celery, a couple limes and a big piece of ginger root. We probably do this once a week. Um, We do it if we think we're getting sick, we we might double up on this, but it's it's just a juice that we make. It's made from pretty inexpensive ingredients. Um, but cucumbers, celery, a lime or two, and a, we we use lots of ginger. You'll literally get a buzz from the effect on your cardiovascular system of juicing ginger. It's amazing. I just don't need more vitamin C than my body can use anyway. And by the way, you're going to ask me what juicer I like. Um, I, I also make that juice when I'm not sick, like I said, uh, maybe about once a week to avoid getting sick in the first place. But my favorite juicer is the Breville. Um, and you're going to ask me what model, and I really don't know, get the one that you can afford. They're all just, you know, more bells and whistles or less bells, bells and whistles, but the Breville is so quick to juice and quick to clean up. And I find that that's people's big hang up with juicing is how long it takes. We literally get the stuff out of the fridge and whether I'm doing it or whether John's doing it 10 minutes later, we have juice and we're wiping off the counter. It's just so easy. So, and I've owned multiple juicers, including I owned like the Cadillac of juicers, the Norwalk, and I eventually sold it to a, to a smoothie store because it does make the juice last a really long time. It, it grinds it with no heat and extraction involved or no heat involved. And then it presses it, you know, so supposedly it gets more juice out of it, but I don't know how you'd get more juice out of it than the Breville does. And Breville is so much easier you know, maybe if I didn't have a juicer and I was diagnosed with metastatic cancer, I might go buy a Norwalk. But for just your average person who has to think about how much time they're spending on juicing, love the Breville. Uh, started with a champion juicer. My first juicer was a was a champion like 30 years ago. And it also was 
so labor intensive. I, I still like, I still like the champion juicer, but, um, I just found that I was like, I would juice in like fits and starts. The Breville's so easy that we, we just juice routinely. We just don't find it difficult. There's no like barrier to entry of all this work to do. I also make this rather famous recipe. I am very proud to have carried on my grandmother's like legacy. And I'll put a link to it in the, in the, um, notes below. And I, and I have always called it mum's magical antiviral hot lemonade tonic. It's kind of a mouthful, but basically mum's tonic. Mum's was, um, the name of my grandmother, Eleanor Romney, and there's six ingredients in it and they're all immune boosting whole food ingredients. And they, each ingredient operates on different, um, mechanisms. So, um, this concoction is at least four years old in my family and it operates on sounder principles than does taking synthetic ascorbic acid. So I make a batch in the fall and I freeze pint jars so that it's there if someone gets sick. Because when you get sick, you don't want to get in your car and go to the grocery store and shop for stuff and make a recipe for the first time, right? You'll mean to and you won't. So like if you make it and freeze it, it's there for you. And what you do to thaw it, because you're like, uh-oh, I feel symptoms coming on. And it's just, I've knocked so many viruses in me and my kids down with this stuff. You don't want to put it in the microwave. You don't want to put it in boiling water. Just thaw it out in a sink of hot water. Enough will thaw in like 30 minutes in a sink of hot water that you can just drink some of it. Just drink a couple tablespoons of it every couple of hours. Um, so definitely don't microwave it microwave it because you're going to kill a lot of nutrients and you're going to deactivate the enzymes. Another pro tip is make sure that you label your jar with masking tape that says what it is. You can say mum's antiviral tonic or just antiviral, something like that, but put a piece of masking tape on the top of the lid. Otherwise it might be there in your freezer for four years and you go to clean out your freezer and you're like, I don't remember what this is. So I wish that I didn't know that from personal experience. So bottom line is, um, I don't trust the IV bags of vitamin C and I won't take ascorbic acid vitamin C either. And I didn't know this for many, many years. And if your vitamin D levels are low and you live where you have very little sunshine and you feel really strongly about supplementing, like maybe if you have labs and you're low in D, be sure to take your D3 with K2 and realize how little you really need of vitamin D, they, you know, telling us to take it every day and people saying at the beginning of COVID to take like massive doses of it, just not a good, good idea, but D3 plus K2 are synergistic. And so that's why supplement makers put those two together, but those two work together to knit your bones and perform other functions as well. So you might want to make sure that your supplements come from small manufacturers that you can trust. The owner of a small business, I can say this because I am one, would be put out of business if she didn't comply with regulatory requirements such as organic certification laws, non-GMO guidelines, California's Prop 65 laws, and others. Because small businesses really cannot take shortcuts, even if you don't think that they're just by their nature more high integrity because they're not owned by the you know big monolithic corporations that are in turn owned by the central banksters, right? Owned by BlackRock all the way up. If you layer up all those corporations, you finally land on Vanguard and BlackRock, right? But another thing is just that I always put in a plug for small businesses because they're a dying breed and we should all care about and support them. Um, I saw a poll this week 
that 55% of small businesses polled in America think that they'll be out of business in the next year, 55%. So remember that the backbone of America has always been its entrepreneurial spirit. I never buy something at Home Depot or Lowe's if I can go to the little hardware store half a mile from my house and find it there. Always call there or stop by there first. So many Americans have really awakened to the perpetual and growing fraud of Western medicine and the pharmaceutical industry. But sadly, most of them have just shifted their pill for every ill mindset from one medical model to another, thinking that supplements are the answer. I get asked constantly, you know, what do I take for that? Right. That's just evidence of that conditioning we've all had for decades. When in fact, getting our nutrition from whole fresh fruits and vegetables would be far superior on every level. In fact, functional medicine doctors, I'm talking about NDs, I'm talking about NMDs. So you got a naturopathic doctor, that's like a three-year program. NMDs is is kind of like, um, it's, a, it's a longer path. It's more like four years. There's the DCs or the chiropractors and Sometimes there's a holistic oriented MD who's just done a lot of self-education. So those are your functional medicine doctors. Now, honestly, from what I've seen, especially the last 10 years, they do little more than a lot of lab testing and prescribing supplements. What does that sound like, right? So it sounds exactly like what the regular MDs do, but you generally will leave your functional medicine doctor's office after a big confusing download of what your lab tests supposedly mean. And you will leave there with a $1,500 bag of hopium if you can afford it. And then when you run out of those, you're going to have to go back to the office to get more and you're still not well. So most of the supplements they prescribe are actually, just as another aspect to this, they are private labeled products manufactured by those big monolithic billion dollar companies. And the doctor herself knows little to nothing about their sourcing their ingredients or their supply chain. And so if you guys ask me, if I get a, if I get a handful of people messaging me and saying they want um, me to do a, a podcast episode or a Substack blog post or both, I will, on what has happened to the functional medicine model. How did we fall so far that the people who literally went to grad school to learn how to optimize the human immune system, they don't do it anymore. And instead they just order labs and prescribe pills. So I will do that content if you ask me for it. The functional medicine doctors know that you have to do two things. They know that you have to do two things to get well. If they don't know these two things, you really shouldn't even go to them. That's they're that bad, right? There's still, there's always those 20% that graduated at the bottom of the class, right? But they don't help you do these two things. Number one, transition to a whole foods, mostly plant-based diet. And number two, do an intensive detoxification protocol. Okay. Most will not guide you through either of these because first and foremost, they can't monetize these activities. Whereas selling supplements is massively profitable, a lot more profitable than your office visit is in fact. And also besides the fact that selling supplements is lucrative for them, they may not know how. They may not know how to help you detoxify. And also it would be very labor intensive to one at a time coach someone through a a detox protocol, right? So in the show notes below, I will share my free video masterclass. It's four videos, okay? You will find these very enlightening where I'm sharing the most important tips and the condensed cliffs notes of what I've learned about 
um, whole plant-based eating, how to shift to a whole foods diet over my 28 years on that journey. And then also I'll put down below a link to, I have another video masterclass. Sorry, this one is four. This, this one is four videos. The other one, the whole foods one is six videos, but the, I'm going to put a link down below for our detox video masterclass because the detox protocol that I developed was super pivotal in my getting well after spending four years in bed after getting a flu jab in graduate school. So I cannot recommend a deep detox more highly. It's a total game changer. And not just for people who are injured by a vaccine, but we all have these toxic exposures, right? So I also encourage people after they do the 26-day detox, I encourage them to do even an abbreviated version of it twice a year, even just a 10-day version of it. We don't teach people a 10-day version because the first time you do it, you need to do it for 26 days because doing the whole 26 days for a variety of reasons is super important. One of which is helping identify your actual food sensitivities. Okay. We cannot accomplish that in 10 days. And by the way, while you and I are talking about this, uh, John and I are on day seven of the detox and day seven is actually the hardest of the 26 days. So, Hey, look at me, I'm still standing. Right. So we didn't have a beer on the beach last weekend, uh, but we feel like a million bucks. I find when I detox, I just start thinking of all these extra projects that I've been meaning to do. I have so much energy. I don't even know what to do with it. So those are the two things that gave me my health back. Um, switching to a whole foods plant-based diet and detoxing twice a year. And so when people ask me questions about specific disease states, I notice that what they seem to want from me is they want me to send them to some doctor, right? For instance, last week, someone asked me for a referral to a holistic pulmonologist or, you know, I get asked things like that all the time. Well, there is no such thing. There is no such thing. The whole, the pulmonologists are deep, deep down the Western medicine uh, path, which is that we farm out one part of the body or one system of the body to specialists. And all they do is order tests and labs and match you up to their technology or drugs or surgery. That's what the medical model does. So, um, I'm not saying doctors have no place and I'm saying, I'm just really saying that we lean on them too heavily. I'm kind of like the worst person in the world to ask for a referral since the last doctor um, I went to pulled um, a baby out of me who is now 22 years old. So um, the other thing that people always want to want to ask me is they want me to tell them what to take. I get probably a dozen questions every day on different platforms asking me what I think about supplement X, Y, or Z, or brand A, B, or C. Here's the thing about supplements. They are by definition supplemental. And in my experience, they are adjuncts. They are supplements to doing the work of getting well. There's really no shortcut. There's no way around the two things I told you that got me well. And most doctors are pretty disinterested in helping you do the work of getting well. And most patients are also looking for easier paths to health. And so it sort of rewards those doctors to stay in that lane of just constant lab testing. Sometimes people will like be so excited that some number moved on a, a, a lab test and they don't even feel any better, but they think they're winning because they got the increase in the score. And the doctors know this, they know this is what the patients want. So we have to be smarter than that. If, if actual cellular health, if, if the actual health of your gastrointestinal tract, of your liver, of your kidney is your goal, okay? Rather than playing a shell game with symptoms and lab tests, there really aren't any shortcuts. 
So Green Smoothie Girl was really born uh, 16 years ago to stand in the gap. And my work is to help people make that whole foods transition and to support them in learning about and implementing the best, most effective detoxification strategies. And I've committed the rest of my career to teaching those two things and not in the hit and miss way that I did, where I was just reading every book I could get my hands on. It was a super lonely path 28 years ago with no guide and very little information. I was blessed to find teachers along the way. And I was had been very inspired when I was in high school when my mom's got, got cancer and she got well and was still around to bless my life 20 years later. Um, and she had been diagnosed with metastatic cancer and she refused chemo and radiation. And we all had our jaws on the ground and we watched her get well. So I'll share down below my free detoxification video masterclass. It's the Cliff's Notes on what I've learned about how that human body unclogs itself and returns to homeostasis and brilliant health. So I hope that you will subscribe to my Substack channel. So you get an email every time I, I um, post a new, um, a new blog post on the Substack channel. So far, so good on being able to say whatever I want on that free speech platform. Uh, long live Substack. It's a great platform. And while you're on there, you're going to find a, a lot of other completely amazing people. So if you're not subscribed to any Substacks, uh, your inbox can fill up pretty quickly with some of my colleagues who also do great work on that platform. But please consider subscribing. If my work has made a difference in your life, you can subscribe for $10 a month. And if if we've moved the needle for you, um, we appreciate that because we're a small business too. And uh, these are some seriously challenging times. So you can uh, subscribe for $10 a month, but you can also, if you're new and you want to give it a try or forever, if you can't afford to, then you can totally be a free subscriber as well. And that just helps us do good research and keep producing some of the highest quality content out there, I think, just for you. So I'm sorry that I've been... I've done maybe four episodes this whole summer. Normally it's weekly, but I'm going to get back on it. And I pretty much just read you a Substack post. So if you like that, make sure you subscribe. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next time. Bye.